As you have your seat, if you will turn to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah 33. Hallelujah. Tonight, the title of this message is The Secret to Your Situation. The Secret to Your Situation. And how many know God's got an answer to every circumstance and situation that we find? And sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances, scenarios, and situations, and, and uh, we don't always know the answer. But I can tell you who knows the answer. Our great God in heaven knows the answer. Amen. And he's a revealer. He's an unveiler. He's an unfolder. Before I begin tonight, I want to express my thankfulness to God as I have been doing and uh, thanking him because... God, two years ago, brought an amazing woman into my life, and today is our anniversary. Tony, stand up, baby. This is my darling, darling baby, my joy and queen. I just thank God for his faithfulness to me. I remember uh, seven years ago, uh, several years ago, uh, I was uh, single for quite a long time, I think seven years, and I... You know, um, I'll never forget at, I think it was either camp meeting or winter Bible, Pastor Hagan was walking through the audience ministering by the Spirit. I'd been down on the floor laughing. And uh, he came over and leaned way down, turned his microphone off and whispered in my ear, God's got a special lady for you. And uh, he's going to bring her into your life. And uh, your life will be filled with joy. And I rejoiced down there on the floor. But, but today, tonight, I'm living the dream. Yeah. Tony, stand up one more time. I'm a happy man. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's my baby. We share life and laughter and love and just, um, we're just, uh, man, we're just, I'm so grateful to God for her. And uh, someone said, did you know, did you know you were going to marry her? Uh, I didn't know for sure to the very end. The Lord spoke to me at uh, uh, about seven months uh, before we were married. I'll never forget that. I didn't know before that. I was praying and seeking the Lord and asking the Lord. And um, the secret to your situation. And I remember, you know, back then... Uh, two and a half years ago, I had a situation and I was praying, Lord, which way do I go? What direction do I follow? I knew the Lord had someone for me, but I didn't want to miss it. I want to follow his plan and his leading. How many know his blessing is already on his plan? The best thing you and I can do is get his plan, not try to force our plan upon him. Because his blessing is already on his plan. And if we hook up with his plan, we'll automatically get the blessing. Amen. And uh, I'll never forget when the Lord, he spoke to me in prayer. And he, he told me something was going to happen in the next 30 days that would be a significant answer to my prayers. And, um, and you say, well, what happened in those 30 days? Uh, Tony and I, we, we met together on the 4th of July. And uh, after we met together, the Lord spoke to my heart and he told me this, you'll be married in six months. And um, so sometimes with the things of God, you can just wait out and just see, you know, if you're not sure about something, just wait it out and see what happens, you know. 
And, uh, but, uh, but I'm so thankful that everything he told me he bought to past. And I'm full of joy uh, tonight and in my life because God has the secret to your situation. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah chapter 33. People are full of inquiry. People need to know certain things. And some of you have gone into your 2024 with a need to know certain situations. What direction do we go? What, 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 uh, what decision do I make? And the decisions that you and I make are crucial. They're critical. And sometimes the decision that we make today can affect our next six months, our next 12 months. We can't just you know, haphazardly, willy-nilly, throw caution to the wind, making decisions because our decisions today will affect our next year. I said, amen. In Jeremiah 33, the secret to your situation. Jeremiah 33, uh, verse 3, the Lord says this, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Would you give me that in the New Living Translation? Thank you so much. There we go. Yeah. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. How many know God is a revealer? God is a, he's an unveiler. He's an unfolder. And he knows the details of your life and my life. And he's promised to reveal. And uh, he says, ask ask me, ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets. And, And there are some things that are a secret to the Lord. And some of these secrets he reveals and some of them he doesn't. Look back at Jeremiah 29. You're at Jeremiah 33. Look back at Jeremiah 29, a blockbuster of a scripture, no doubt you know and love this one as I do. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Yeah. And he went on to say to Israel and say to you uh, prophetically in the end, he said, I will restore your fortunes, praise God. God's a restorer. He's a rebuilder. He's a revealer. But our God is also a planner. And he has a plan. He has a blueprint for every situation and circumstance and scenario that you and I face. And there were often times when we don't know how to figure certain things out, but God knows how to figure it out. Go with me to Proverbs 20, verse 5. Proverbs 20, verse 5. Give me this in the New American Standard, if you would, please. Proverbs 20, verse 5 in the New American Standard. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will do what? Will do what? will do what? Draw it out. There's a plan. God's got a plan down on the inside of you and I. And I tell you, we've got to be men and women of understanding so that we will do what? So that we will draw out the plan of God. Let me say this first, and let me just make this first point. Um, we, we, We walk by faith and not by sight. Can I make that as my first point? What do I mean by that? We're never going to know everything. 
in our finite, limited minds, we are never going to know every detail about our lives. First of all, if we knew every detail about our lives, first of all, we would mess it up. How many know you would mess it up? I knew I would mess it up. If, if God told us too many details about our lives, we'd be trying to position ourselves and get here and do that. And we'd be ahead of him and way behind. We'd be messing it up. And, and, and so sometimes God reveals things when there's a need to know. Brother won't get no amen saying need to know. You say, well, how come God didn't tell me that? There wasn't a need for you to know. <laughs> so there's not always, see, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by, not by sight. So we're not going to see everything. And I, I don't want to give this message have people think, well, God's going to just show you everything. You should expect God to show you every detail. He's not going to show you every detail. I said, he's not going to show you every detail. But thank God for what he does reveal. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Look there with me real quick. Deuteronomy 29, 29. You know that scripture, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one, and we are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Yeah. I said, God's got the secret to your situation. And what confuses you and I, what baffles you and I, it doesn't baffle our Father God. He's got the answer to your situation. He's got the answer to your predicament. You said, I feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place. I'm in a pickle. It doesn't matter what you feel. God's got your answer. I said, God's got the answer. Over in Psalm 91, look there with me. Psalm 91, verse 1. Look, look there with me. Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Look at the next verse with me. Verse 2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. Go to verse 3. He is my God and I trust him. Praise God. I tell you, God's got a secret place and he reveals there are certain things that he does. Now, again, my first point is, listen, we walk by faith, not by sight. We can't know everything. And, and when God doesn't reveal something to you and I, then it may be because we didn't seek him and ask him. Won't get an amen talking like that. But it may also be because we didn't need to know that. We might be seeking and asking, but we don't need to know that. Listen, if God doesn't reveal something, it's because he's already given the answer for our victory. What is that answer? Walk by his grace, use the name of Jesus, use the word, plead the blood, confess his promises, and walk on to victory. I said, God doesn't always deliver us from the fire, but if he doesn't deliver us from the fire, this is what he'll do. He'll deliver us through the fire. I wish I had a bigger amen there. Yeah. But the Lord, he's a revealer. He's an unveiler. He's an unfolder of the future. He, you know, he told Joseph, he, he showed Joseph in a dream that he was going to be ruling and reigning in the palace. You remember that? But he never showed Joseph that his brothers were going to try to kill him. He never showed Joseph that he was going to be thrown into a pit. He never showed Joseph he was going to be thrown into a prison. He never showed Joseph the advances of Sister Potiphar's, uh, uh, Potiphar's wife. He showed him the palace, but he never showed him the pit, the prison, or Potiphar's wife. But Joseph had everything he needed to be successful. 
And let me just say, when God doesn't show you something, you got everything you need to be successful. Somebody said, well, I wish I knew that grandma was going to die. I wish I knew something. Well, listen, if God didn't show you that, then you may not have needed to know that. There are some things that are a secret between the Lord and his servants. And you and I, try though we might, we can't know everything. So I wish I had a bigger amen. I remember 1984, October, my sweet mama went home to be with the Lord. I wasn't prepared for that. Caught me off guard. And... Uh, I wanted to know from the Lord, Lord, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me mama was going to go home? And the Lord showed me later, he revealed to me, you know, that my mama got tired. She was tired. She, I, we, I barely knew anything about healing myself. And what little I knew, I was sharing with her. And, and, you know, what little I knew about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I shared with her. She got filled with the Holy She got saved. What little I knew about salvation, she got saved. What little I knew about the, the Holy Spirit, she got filled. And uh, what little I knew about healing, there were instances in her life where she was healed, and, but, uh, but, but she passed away. And, uh, but the Lord showed, he showed me uh, here that, look, uh, I, I, he revealed to me, my mama got tired of fighting. And the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. And sometimes, you know, the Bible says, Matthew 26, 41, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak sometimes. And sometimes people just get tired. There might be any, any number of reasons why your loved one went home to be with the Lord. You, 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 you shouldn't waste your time trying to search for something that God hadn't revealed. See, when God doesn't reveal something, this is what he wants. He wants you and I to walk by faith. He, he wants you and I to walk by what we know. He doesn't want us to concentrate on what we don't know. He wants us to concentrate on what we know. In other words, he wants us to say and declare, God, your attributes are still, your attributes have not changed. You're still a holy God. You're still a good, good father. You're still a faithful God. I wish I had one amen in this place. When things go wrong, we need to lift our hand to God and say, you're a good, good God. Because sometimes in this evil world, bad things can happen to good people. And that is not the time for you and I to lose our faith. That is the time for you and I to embrace our faith. And so Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, you know, there's some things are a secret with God. But then there are other things that he chooses to reveal. And when he chooses to reveal something, oh, man, then we can, we can, uh, we can search it out. And, 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 and so uh, my second point here is, listen, we need to put ourselves in a position to receive. We need to put ourselves in a position to receive. Go with me to the book of Daniel real quick. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. We, 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 you know, first we walk by faith, not by sight. We're not going to know everything. There's no way we can know everything. Somebody says, well, Apostle Paul, he knew everything. No, he didn't know everything. You're, you're going to Daniel chapter 2. But in Acts uh, 16, if you've ever read those first six or seven verses of Acts 16, it's the Holy Spirit. Paul's trying to find out where to go. He tries to go into Asia. The Holy Spirit says, don't go there. He tries to go to Bithynia. The Holy Spirit says, do not go there. He goes the only other way that he can. He goes down to Trous and has a vision of the night. He had no way of knowing that when they got over there to Macedonia, he was going to be beaten and thrown in jail. God never showed him that. The Bible says in Acts 16, they had to conclude from what the Holy Spirit said, don't do. And sometimes you can learn a little bit more. Sometimes you can learn as much by what the Holy Spirit says, don't do, as you can by what he says to do. 
the, the issue is really our obedience. Yeah. So Paul didn't know everything. Here in Daniel chapter 2, uh, I'll read just a couple of verses and then I'll paraphrase for time. It says, one night during the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such a disturbing dream, had such disturbing dreams, he couldn't sleep. He called his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers, and he demanded that they tell him what he had dreamed. As they stood before the king, he said, I have had a dream that deeply troubles me, and I must know what it means. And then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, long live the king, tell us the dream and we will tell you what it means. But the king said to the astrologers, I'm serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you will be torn limb from limb. Your houses will be torn into heaps of rubble. But if I tell you what I dreamed and, and what the dream means, I will give you many, oh, I'm sorry, six again. But if you tell me what I dreamed, and what the dream means, I will give you many wonderful gifts and honors. Just tell me the dream and what it means. And so the next few verses are his enchanters and magicians pleading with him not to kill them and asking him to tell uh, them the dream. The, the enchanters and magicians are saying, just tell us your dream and we'll interpret it. And the king is saying, no, tell me the dream plus its interpretation or you're all going to die. And he's saying, I'm going to kill every person in my kingdom that that I use to help predict the future that I use for wisdom. Of course, Daniel and his friends had been elevated to positions in the government by that time. Uh, After Daniel chapter 1, God gave them favor and, and the king had elevated them. And so the king says, I'm just going to kill everybody who's in a position. Uh, to know and predict the future. And so Daniel and his friends were on that list and the king sent men to kill Daniel. And, and when they came to kill him, I love this. Uh, go with me, go down to uh, verse 12. Verse, we're in Daniel chapter 2, verse 12. The king was furious when he heard this. He ordered that all the wise men of Babylon be executed. And because of the king's decree, men were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends. And, and when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Dan, I love this now. Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. I love that statement. Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. You know, that's what God wants you and I to do. We, we have many situations, circumstances, scenarios, predicaments that we face, but God wants you and I to handle the situation with wisdom and discretion. We got too many people acting off in the flesh and running around willy-nilly and making just, uh, you know, just random decisions. No, God wants us to be led by the Holy Ghost. There's a divine encourager on the inside of you and I. And Daniel handled this situation with wisdom and discretion. And the first thing he does is he pleads with that man. He says, give me some time. Give me some time to talk to God. Oh, what was he doing? Daniel was, my second point, putting himself in a position to receive. He said, give me some time. Give me some time. He went, and got, he went and got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he said, listen, we need to pray. We need to ask God for the interpretation and the dream, what actually happened in the king's dream, plus the interpretation. Let's seek God. And they began to seek the Lord. They began to seek the Lord. And you know what they did? They put themselves in a position to receive. Yeah. And some, there's sometimes, my brother and sister, not all the time, but there are sometimes when we don't receive something from God because we're not in a position to receive. 
But in this 2024, I know the Lord wants me to say this. Listen, we need to put ourselves in a position to hear from God. Oh, yeah. And Daniel and his friends, they spent the night in prayer. And then God revealed the dream. And then Daniel said, take me to the king. And when Daniel got to the king, he told the king, he gave God all the glory. He said, God's a revealer. God's an unfolder. God's a revealer of dreams. And he said, the Lord has revealed what your dream is. And the Lord has revealed the secret to the dream, the answer to the dream. And the king said, tell me the dream. And, and Daniel told him the dream about how he'd had the dream of the big statue and, and the different, uh, uh, it was gold and bronze at one point. And then it's, uh, it, uh, it, it had different materials, iron and clay, and, and it represented different kingdoms in the world. And, and Daniel said, God's showing you what he's going to do with all of these kingdoms. And there was a rock that came off of a cliff, not made by human hands, and crashed into that statue, statue and busted it to pieces. And, and that, stat, that rock was what ruled and reigned. And he said, God's showing you about the future. And he explained the dream and the secret and the interpretation of it to the, to the king. And, but Daniel put himself in that position to receive. Look at um, over in the book of uh, Proverbs. Go with me to Proverbs. And uh, Proverbs... Uh, 25 and verse 2. Proverbs 25, verse 2. Put yourself in a position to receive in this new year. We're fresh into the new year. You know, we have 168 hours in every week. We get to determine how we spend those 168 hours. And can I tell you this? We always make time to do what we really want to do. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, I'm like everybody else. I'm busy all week long, but I always find time to go out and play golf. Unless I'm speaking or something like this week, I, when I realized I was speaking tonight, then I didn't play golf. But, uh, but, but, but if I'm not speaking on a Sunday or something, I'm, man, man, I'm, I'm going to go out and play. I, I could be as busy as I want to be unless there's an emergency. And this is an emergency, all hands on deck. But when there's not an emergency, I always find time to go play golf. Ain't that something? We find time to do what we really want to do, whether we'll admit that or not. Wish I had a bigger amen. What are you saying by that? Take time. Make time to get into the presence of God to put yourself in a position so that God can speak to you. I'm saying to you, God's got things to say to you. Are you in a position to hear it? Where did I tell you to go? 25, verse 2. Proverbs 25, 2, it's God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. Oh, man. But God is a revealer. He's an unveiler. Oh, man. And God will show you. He will show you things to come. Go back with me to the book of Psalms, if you will. In the book of Psalms. Oh, man. God will, God will show you what to do. God will reveal to you what to do. He's a, he's a revealer. He's an unveiler. And he will, show you, he will show you exactly what you should do. Praise God. In Psalms 17, verse 6, the psalmist said, I'm praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. 
Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love and wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me. Oh, man. God's a revealer. He's a rewarder. God's a protector. Aren't you glad about that? Praise God. Look at Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 8. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. I love that. There's a, there's a clarion call in the spirit. There is a beckoning for you in the spirit. God is calling you. The Lord is beseeching you. The Lord is trying to get your attention. And here the psalmist said uh, so profoundly, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Put yourself. We all need this. We all need to put ourselves in a position to receive. Now, one, one reason we don't know everything is because we can't know everything. We're human. We're finite. We walk by faith, not by sight. When we don't know something, God has given us his grace. He's given us his promises. He's already given us. He expects us to walk by faith, use his promises, and walk in victory. Yeah. When we don't know something and something happens we didn't know, God expects us to use the promises of his word and walk in faith. But here in Luke chapter 10, you know where I'm going, 38 down to 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. And there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken from her. Mary and Martha, both in the same family, in the same family. But one was in a position to receive and hear from God and the other one wasn't. Martha was distracted by all of her big dinner plans and distracted by all the things going on. And Jesus was at her home and she was worried and concerned and distracted and out of position. But Mary took advantage of the opportunity. And with Jesus there in their home, Mary sat down at his feet and listened to his word. My friend, we have to take advantage of this time. We have to take advantage of this season because God is speaking. The question is, are you and I listening? Go with me to the book of John. To the book of John. In John 14... Verse 26, or 14, 16, I'm sorry, 14, 16. Jesus said this, I will ask the Father. He will give you another advocate or comforter, counselor, who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Look down at John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate or the comforter or the guide or the standby, 
the counselor, but, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. Look over at John 15, John 15, 26. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will, uh, he will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. Yeah. Look at 16, John 16 now, verse 7. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't, won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. What's Jesus saying? He's saying you have a tremendous advantage with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Why? Because he's a teacher. He's a guide. He's a revealer. He's an unveiler. He's the one who reveals the future. Look at uh, 16, 13. I'll read 13 through 15. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Yeah. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Do you notice there in uh, those verses three times in verse 13, it says the Holy Spirit is going to tell us something or guide us. One time in verse 14, it says he's going to tell us or guide us. One time in verse 15, it says he's going to tell us and guide us. One of his roles, one of his jobs on the inside of you and I is to reveal, is to unfold. The Holy Spirit is a revealer. He's an unfolder. But here the, the Bible said even that he would tell us about the future. Now, we can't know everything about the future. But there are some things that God will show us about the future. And I remember at a critical juncture in, in my life, and, and uh, the Lord gave me a dream, and uh, I was working in corporate America, and things were going well, and, and they told me not to leave that job, and I've shared that story with you many times, but I'll never forget how the Lord gave me a dream, and he gave me a word of wisdom in a dream that I was to leave. I, he told me first in my spirit to, to go, and I knew that, but, uh, but I had a word of wisdom in a dream, and he told me to to give that job up and they were promoting me and they had plans and they were, I was just about to get my own corporate car and all kind of good things were happening. And, and, um, and, and the Lord showed me in a dream, don't take it, don't take it. And he showed me in a dream that they handed me a bag, a bag of money, a whole, a bag full of money. And he showed me the dream. I gave it back to him. And I told him I was, I was going to, I was going back to school. I'd only finished one year here at Ramah. And I was about to get sidelined. I was about to get distracted. I was, I was about to go a different route or had the potential to do that. And I'll never forget in my dream, they gave me a bag of money and asked me to stay. And in the dream, I gave them the money back. And I told them I was, I was going to go back to school. And then in the dream, they came back to me at the end and they gave me the money anyway. And I woke up in a cold sweat and contemplated what that dream, if you know, there are some dreams that are just a bunch of nonsense. How many can say amen to that? There's some dreams you just had too big a tuna sandwich last night. <laughs> you shouldn't put all that mayo and had all that tuna in your sandwich or something. I don't know. But there are some dreams that are just a bunch of goofy nonsense. And sometimes people spend all their time trying to interpret some goofed up dream. 
Listen, your dream better line up with the word. And, and, and on something like that, listen, some things you just need to treasure in your heart instead of running all over telling everybody. And listen, just see what happens. But, 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 but in that dream, I just treasured that in my heart. I'll never forget when my, my boss called me into an office, told me to close the door, gave me an envelope to read, and he t- told me, I, I announced that I was leaving, and he told me he didn't want me to go, and he was giving me stock options. I'll never forget that. He said, you can't share us, you know, don't tell him. He, he was, the letter said, we're giving you a certain number of stock options to stay. And then I, I gave it back to him, and I told him I was so grateful, but I couldn't. And then um, a few months later, just before I left now, just within two weeks of leaving now, then, and he called me in his office, told me to close the door, had me open up another envelope, and it was the same letter. And I, and I looked up and said, you know, boss, thank you. You know, I already told you I, I can't do this. And I gave it back to him. And he said, no, 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 I talked to the board. And they all said, we appreciate you so much. We're giving you the money anyway as you go. Yeah. And I thought about that dream that God had revealed on the inside, you know. He's a revealer. And while he won't tell us everything, there are certain things about the future that if we'll put ourselves in a position to hear, God will speak to you. Let me say it this way. God's waiting to talk to you. Let me say it this way. God sent me to tell you he's waiting to talk to you. We need to put ourselves, we need to be like Mary and push back on our busy schedules. We all have places to go and stuff to do and people to see. We need to push back on our busy schedules and get into the presence of God and let him speak to us. John 7, 37 to 39. Go real, real quick. We're running now. John 7, 37 to 39. Do you know there's a river on the inside of you? There's a river on the inside of you. And Jesus said, that river is not an it, it's a he. The river on the inside of you and I is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Jesus said in John 7, 37, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. One way, one way that we take time to hear from God is to sit in his presence. It's to get in his presence. It's to seek his face. So, so many times we need God's hand to move something for us or his hand to do something for us or his hand to provide something for us. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we ought to have times and seasons in our life where we're not seeking his hand. We're seeking his face just to sit in his presence, just to bask in the glory of his presence. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. We'll end on this one tonight. Man, there's so many other uh, scriptures that we uh, earmarked here. But 1 Corinthians 14. Man. Another way, not the only way, just one way. One way. One way to listen to God. One way to hear from God is to take extra time and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, come forward at the end of service in a moment and have somebody pray with you and you can receive the amazing baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. You want that, that valid New Testament experience? Come forward in a moment and, and you can receive that. But one way, one way to make our hearts sensitive to the Lord is to take extra time and wait on him. Another way is to take extra time and to worship him, to reverence him, to bask in his presence. Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God. Another way is to take time to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, 
If you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it'll all be mysterious. One interpretation of that word mysterious is um, that you'll be praying out mysteries, and one interpretation of the word mysteries is answers. And, and, and so often, not all the time, but a lot of times when we pray in the Spirit and wait on the Lord, we'll start praying out answers to our own problems. We'll start praying out answers in the spirit. You start praying out answers to your own problem in the spirit. Your mind may not understand it, but if you pray long enough, eventually you'll get an interpretation or you'll get an indication, a leading on the inside, down on the inside, Romans 8, 14, Romans 8, 16, Proverbs 20, 27, right? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Listen, God, God will give us an indication. He'll give us a leading. If you pray long enough in the spirit, you'll have an indication. You'll get a greater knowing you'll have a knowing of what to do. During critical times, critical junctures in my life, when I needed to know what to do, I needed to hear from God. I turned over my dinner plate or I turned over my lunch plate and I took that extra time and prayed in the spirit and waited on God. And the more I prayed, the, I, I got a knowing just began to develop on the inside. And the more I'd pray, the more I'd pray, the greater the knowing. The greater the knowing. God beckons you and I to his throne room where he tells us, come boldly to the throne of grace, where we can receive mercy, find grace to help in the time of need because he's made us righteous through the blood of Jesus, because we have inherited the the righteousness of Christ. We are the righteousness of, of God in Christ. He beckons you and I to his throne room. I don't know what this year holds for you. I don't know what this year holds totally for me, but I do know this. There's a season, and now is that season for you and I to enter in. Sometimes people say, well, I'm just going to wait for one of the pastors to get a word from me. That's all right. I'm just going to wait for somebody else to get a word. That's all right. But I'll tell you what's 10 times better than that. When you go into the presence of God and you let God speak to you about you. Oh, God's speaking. The question is, are we listening? The secret your situation. It's in God's secret place. Let's pray. Father, we've endeavored in these few moments to share what we believe you laid upon our heart. And that is you beckon us with a clarion call in the realm of the spirit to draw near, to come closer, to press in. Oh, Father, you don't want us worried. You don't want us distracted like Martha. You don't want us so busy that we're not sensitive. You want us to take time to sit at your feet, to hear the word, to listen to the spirit so that we can respond and obey. Father, faith begins where the will of God is known. And as we discover your will, we can step out in faith to obey and accomplish what you're telling us. So where we have failed, we pray for your forgiveness. Where we have failed to enter in, where we have failed to take time, where we have failed to press close, where we have failed to incline our ear. Oh, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Speak to us. Speak to us. You spoke to Samuel three times before he realized it was you talking. But that third time he said, speak, Lord, because your servant's listening now. And so, Father, we say, speak, Father. Your servants are listening now. Guide instruct, help, correct. 
whatever is necessary. We yield ourselves, yield our heart, yield our tongue unto you. And so guide us, lead us, protect us, help us. And we'll be so careful to give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise, the secret to our situation. Oh, it's being revealed. It's being unveiled. It's being unfolded. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, you need anything from the Lord, from salvation to the baptism of the Spirit. You want somebody to pray with you and be a prayer partner with you. That's what these anointed folks are, every one of them. Men and women, they're anointed. Augusta and Winnie over here and these anointed gentlemen over here, they're anointed. You know how we do it by now. Ladies, come to the ladies. Guys, go to the guys. You want prayer for something? Come forward. The ministry, everybody has a supply of the Spirit here at church. And there's a supply of the Spirit in these good folks. You won't leave like you came in Jesus' name. Take some time this week. Find some time in your busy 168 hours. We all get the same amount of time. Find some time to press your way in and hear from God. And you'll be blessed. You'll make great decisions in 2024. You'll make decisions in the beginning of the year that cause you to be blessed in every area at the end of the year. Press your way in. Let God talk to you. All right, my friends. Remember to keep uh, the Hagen family, keep them all in prayer. And we'll see you right here Wednesday night, Hour of Power. You are dismissed. God bless you one and all.